0: Welcome to another episode of Acts of the Blood God, and independent RPG podcast. I am your host, Kat Bailey, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Nadia Oxford.
1: Hello, Kat. Uh, you are back. I am back after, well, let's just say uh, my three years of good luck ran out all at once, and I got a terrible case of COVID. Uh oh God. I, I'm okay now, but dear God, I am tired. That uh, That just sneaks up on you and really hits you in the back of your head, especially when you're an old woman.
2: Have you gotten it, Eric? Oh, also Eric Van Allen is here. It, if y'all's podcast co-hosts say they're going out to get some milk, don't believe them because they'll <laughs> leave you for a week to run the whole podcast by yourself, and, and you don't know yeah. when they'll come back.
1: Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, I just Eric. Kind of messaged you in the morning saying, "Yeah, I have these two lines.
2: <laughs> the two lines. The, capital. I have the lines." <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I
1: really, really had to go skiing.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was clinically <laughs> important. COVID
0: skiing, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah. But Nadia, that's so rough. I'm so sorry. In any case, uh, who's our special guest?
3: Uh, hi, my name is Elise Stanley, and I'm an editor with Launcher.gg, the Washington Post gaming arm.
0: Awesome. And we, yes, Elise is awesome. And we have Elise with us today because we're going to be talking about. Fire Emblem Engage, the latest from Intelligence Systems, a celebration of Fire Emblem history. I've started playing it. I think Eric has started playing it. Elise, I mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. believe, reviewed it for yeah. launcher. So we I, got... I reviewed it and put a
3: ridiculous number of hours into it because I have a problem. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just started it. Maybe that's a positive question mark? Well, we will be discussing all of that when we get to the segment. In the meantime, if you enjoy the podcast, please do us a favor and leave a review on the podcatcher of your choice. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Capot, Nadia is at Nadia Oxford and Erica is at Cmusi. And Elise, where can we find you? Uh, I am at
3: Pithy Elise, P-I-T-H-Y A-L-Y-S-E.
0: And we're also on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pod, where you can get tons of bonus content, including lots of Fire Emblem related content. We mm-hmm. have a Fire Emblem Three Houses Pantheon episode available. We have a Fire Emblem, uh, sorry, an Intelligent Systems history podcast of the game developers' quest, and then beyond that, all of our other bonus content, including Charland dropouts, our Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. Nadia, what was the latest fi- uh, Charland dropouts about?
1: Uh, basically, Victor did a audio tour of the lost city of Emp i'm a
2: i'm the poor
1: um thank you so much eric i'm just like <laughs>
2: i got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> covid
1: brain uh so usually victor's stuff kind of goes into like deep history about uh dungeons and whatnot and i have to admit like he knows this stuff on a level that i do not so mm-hmm. by all mm-hmm. means go and listen to that episode it is free and if you like it please consider subscribing to our patreon and you get even more Charlene dropouts
2: uh, a weekly show shout out to Victor uh, and uh, his his significant other partner for their ceremony of eternal bonding, which Nadia and oh, I yeah. attended. It was wonderful.
1: It was, was really cute.
0: That's wonderful. Wait, did they get married in Final Fantasy 14? They got married Lots in Final
2: people. Fantasy 14. It's
0: a huge
1: business getting married in Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. Oh they make God. money that way. 20 bucks, get married in the game. All right, huge your chocobo. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, this is the first Final Fantasy
0: fourteen thing I'm actually interested in. How is this a huge business? Is it like a cosmetics thing?
2: So, it's a cos- basically. Yes. Oh, you go
1: ahead, Eric. You explain it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the, the whole way it works is that you have to sign up for a thing. And it is almost like planning a real wedding because you have to book the actual venue that that this takes place in. It's an instanced event within the game world. And you, you book it and you can send out invites to players and players will have to show up with their invite to get in. And then you'll be able to get I think Vic was saying that there's different packages that you can get that have different like goodies yeah. you can give away to players. So he gave all of us like champagne bottles that we could pop uh, during the ceremony and stuff. Uh, there's there's this cool waiting room area where everybody is while the 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 uh, two people getting married, get set up and then you actually go in and there's a whole ceremony area. Um, nadia went running across the aisle at one point it was very funny Yeah, i
1: screwed up sorry about that. (laughs) everyone was laughing at me i didn't understand what was going on
2: it it was very also the the dress code was formal and nadia showed up in cowboy attire it's very important (laughs) that i i mentioned that on the pod i
1: was sick i didn't have time to get a glam together i actually have a a a balthier outfit that i meant to wear but i couldn't find it
2: every everyone showed up looking great asuka mizuchi my warrior of light was rocking this great tux that accidentally was the same color as victors. So that was funny. But uh, yeah, Nadia shows up in full Western attire, which <laughs> it's uh, good
1: glam. I had it to is, farm for that glam. glam.
2: It is a good glam. <laughs> I have
3: um, to go. Psalm call over and over again. Is there yeah, ever they, any drama where like people are like, "I object," and, like, rush they, in like Russian? They
2: have the line. They have, <laughs> they have the have line. line of if any party objects to this union, speak now or forever hold your peace. They have that in There's fourteen gotta be RP
1: where that happens.
2: Yeah, and then it's like, oh, you know, everybody hit okay to move forward to the next cut because there's cutscenes. and the the one part I do actually like, I'm sure Victor liked a lot as well, is that it actually incorporates whatever uh, God you've chosen from the 12 as your chosen deity because it'll use that symbol on like your side of the um, altar during the bonding ceremony. And it was it was kind of neat. It was it was really fun. They do a whole cutscene and and these dialogues and all this stuff at the end. uh, They get a special glam and also uh, a two person chocobo that they can ride off on together. So we did a whole thing where we made the um, tunnel with people on either side and they ran down it on their two person chocobo out the out the door and then we all got on our mounts and flew off and it was great it was it that's was actually wonderful. my
1: favorite thing at ff14 when everyone gets on their mounts and you have everything from like glowing horse to gorilla and bed and yeah, just everyone's yeah. just kind of taking off after the broad and groom that was actually really fun but yeah this is stuff you have to pay for you can't just like book yeah, this for free you yeah. can pay up to like I don't know like the full packages comes with like we got like little party favors we've got these brides moogles that have little baskets of flowers mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that follow mm-hmm. you and they if there's five they get together in a circle and dance so we had these little moogles dancing around us it was very cute
0: sounds like it was the wedding of the
2: century it's like it, it was fantastic
0: in one of those comic books you know sometimes when a character gets married and they have the big splashy spread page mm-hmm. yeah exactly, yeah. That's exactly what there. It was.
2: oh we have the tons plug. of g-post screenshots don't worry of, yeah, of everyone who showed up, yeah.
0: Now, that sounds like the topic of uh, Charlie and Dropouts. Excellent.
1: <laughs> Actually, yeah. Some good, uh, some how to plan a fun wedding episode might be nice. Mm,
2: mm-hmm. Oh, that would be the good. The Charlie okay. and Dropouts Guide
0: to Planning the Ultimate Wedding. Mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. You there you go.
2: Because
3: people were doing go. that in Animal Crossing, too, right? So maybe oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. It your goes as so far back. I remember attending online weddings, Ragnarok Online in 2003, and uh, so we would go to chapel and there'd be a wedding and then a mod would summon Baphomet and just ruin everything. It was pretty great.
0: I'm going to two weddings this year for the first time in quite a while. So uh-huh. 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 it's been making me thinking a little bit about weddings. Um, I'm sure many, many people have gotten married in Wo- world of Warcraft as well. I'm oh sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. It's time to talk about, what we've been playing our sacrifices to the blood god and Elise. now that you're free of fire emblem what is on your radar you're free that that is honestly how it kind of felt because uh
3: around the same time as when i got the code i was working on a like indie gems you may have missed this year Mm -hmm. uh and i did not allow myself to start fire emblem until i submitted that article because i knew that as soon as i did i would just be gone um but so i've been kind of going back and finishing some of those uh, games that like I checked out that I really liked, but just for time, didn't have the time to finish. Uh, and one of them was a uh, little gator game. I don't know if you mm. guys are familiar that with looks that cute. one. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. It's like someone took a short hike and then um, Breath of the Wild and like pushed them together. But then also if you have siblings, it's like a his older sister is getting, so it's a, you play as a little gator. His older sister is going off to college and she's back on break. Uh, and then he sets up the whole island to be like an RPG adventure, just like when they were kids, because that's what they would do. Uh, uh, and there's like cardboard <laughs> monsters and like little quests and stuff. Uh, it's so, like a
1: Mori without the horror element.
3: Yeah, so if you are a sibling, it will destroy you emotionally, but I had a lot of fun. Uh,
1: I'm a Aww. middle child and the only girl in the family.
3: I have two sisters, and uh, one older and one younger, and it's just very, very sweet. You see like... Uh, not ghost versions cuz that implies they're dead but you see you see like visions of like when they used to play as kids and the mm-hmm. the little brother is like very intent on like no, we can distract if we just make the game even more fun, if we just make even more uh, quests uh. and villains and stuff, and you can get, like, cute little hats, and uh, you can Naruto run. If you get a Naruto run headband, then you can Naruto run the, the game. Yeah. game. <laughs>
0: it's very, very fun. <laughs> the Naruto run thing feels like a lore from another generation for me, but...
1: I read... Uh, I remember reading a thing on Tumblr saying how... Uh, this person was saying how when they were in school, someone was doing the Naruto run down the hall, and they fell on their face, and from then on... <laughs> The naruto run was banned not because the kid like hurt himself, but because they thought it was a gang thing. <laughs> <laughs> <So> no, <we're, laughs> that
3: oh. happened at my school too because it was what? Well, so it wasn't because someone fell down, but it was because like they didn't sell like naruto bands in hot topic or like you couldn't like buy them unless uh, you like, order them online, and so people would make them. And then yeah, my school <clears> thought <throat> that they were even though they were made out of like ribbon and duct tape, people thought
1: it was a gang thing. <laughs> you got the crips and the bloods here in the hallway. To be <laughs> fair, they were there
3: at my high school.
2: <laughs> so okay, I can so. see why. I
3: can see why in they fairness, They were
2: there. They were <laughs> there. doing Naruto runs too. They they were also strangely <laughs> <done. Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was their thing. It was a very strange uh, band of that gang. Um, <laughs> my I had a younger sister. Um, shout out to Emily. And one of the, a weirder part of my lore. Personal lore is that my sister was named Emily. My best friend in high school was named Emily. And my partner is named Emily, which makes it very hard to keep track of all. Of them. No, not that Emily, that Emily, mm, which uh-huh. is part of the lore of my generation. Cause there are like 18 billion Emily's in my class. But. So you're, you're,
3: uh-huh. you're kind of like Ron Swanson then with Tammy. Mm.
0: Yeah,
3: exactly. Yes.
0: Um, I understood. I understood that reference. Um, I have a, bunch of games on my list at the moment um i finally finished breath of the wild recently oh which was awesome um i had been meaning to do it for a while i was inspired by the tears of the kingdom discussion but i made a little list of games in kind of priority um right now i'm playing the crisis core remake on my steam deck and kind of digging it it's really variable in terms of quality like sometimes Uh you're like wow this is gorgeous wow they really did a great job and then there are times you're like like the character models are really bad or um so so it's kind of up and down i'm i'm generally pretty happy it's a deeply silly game
1: it is (laughs) i love zach
0: very uh what what's the word
2: um gongaga is the word you're looking at. gaga that's want. yeah
0: yeah. very compilation of final fantasy Yes, and so Genesis. Genesis with the poetry and Zach is just a huge goofball, like oh, the Zach's biggest the goofball. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't hate Zach. He's very silly, and I think he's emblematic of how silly Final Fantasy 7 really got over how time. How
1: far are you in the game though? Because things get very not silly. Oh, I know, eventually. I know.
0: Um, I I think I'm like well into it. I'm like in. And by well into it. I'm like in chapter three thereabouts. Yeah, so like the story is starting to really, to, is starting to really get going, right. as it were. So yeah, um, I like the battle system a lot. Actually, uh, the, the 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 slot machine, the DMW, is kind of whatever. But I enjoy how it feels. It's got a little yeah. bit of that Final Fantasy VII remake. I remember playing the PSP version and not really being into the battle system all that much. So this feels like kind of an improvement and like i said and it actually runs extremely well on my Deck. uh for once <laughs> square was at least sort of optimized for it i was like oh okay well fair play to square um i'm also uh playing uh i'm playing fire emblem engage obviously i'm playing streets of rage 4
2: yeah oh yeah hmm.
0: um yeah, I've been playing uh, Streets of Rage 4. Uh, just like, I was like, well, what should I play next? And with a friend of mine, we were like, oh, let's play Streets of Rage 4. Mm-hmm. It's Good game. going mm-hmm. to fire that one up pretty soon. And there was one more, and I'm trying to remember what the heck it was. And I'm trying not to make this bad podcasting while I slightly delay and open say, up you, what you my thing this. is. Open and the answer Twitter. was The Last of Us Part 1. Because I'm watching. Really? Yes, I'm oh, watching, you're watching the, show. the show.
2: Yeah. I'm
4: watching the
0: show. Yeah. Maybe How it was, was that? the post show content. That's good okay, yeah, content. you're right.
1: Let's yeah. not burn that.
0: Yeah. But I uh I, I funnily enough, I played Last of Us Part Two before I played Last of Us Part One. Um I'm familiar with the arc of the story and everything, but I never really played through the entirety of the game. So I'm like, right. Oh, this is a good time to do it so that I can like appreciate the the HBO show and whatnot. But yes, yeah, so I, I've got a bunch of games on my list. And then Chained Echoes is still there mm-hmm. somewhere but um oh shit I, I, can, I forgot about that i can already feel like the little drip of games starting to get stronger and stronger mhm mhm um and i have some thoughts on fire emblem engage but i'll share them for my the later topic but yeah a uh, crisis core remake
1: so far i'd recommend it um how about you Nadia what are you playing uh well i spent a lot of time just kind of in the dark <laughs> listening to music <laughs> but uh i did play a little bit of games i played um i'll i'll say part of this for the nostalgia nook because i did play some secret amana i started a new game actually yeah. my actually my brother uh his brother-in-law died very suddenly and he was about my age oh, and no. like he was a big fan of secret of Mana, so i just kind of started up a new game in his honor i figured why not Aww. it's never a bad reason to start off a game of secret of Mana. But I also played um, Fire Emblem Engage. I was playing that all of yesterday, and I'm, I'm sure I'll talk about that when the, the time comes around. But dear God, it's just like so bizarrely, like, do, do, the minute you turn on this game and you see, like, your character, Aquafresh Man, like, Gay Mary, Ghost Martha, I'm like, this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I know exactly what this game is. So, that, so that we'll get to that. It's
3: song that sounds like a Saturday morning. Like, mm-hmm.
1: a yeah. mm-hmm. Strong great.
2: opening pitch, yeah.
1: I like uh, Aquafresh Woman. I like too, dude. He's just so had no thoughts, head empty. But uh, as I said, we'll get to that. I was also playing a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV, just kind of catching up with the raid stuff and the the new stuff and the patch. And at one, actually, at one point, it was during one of my most feverish days, and I had the fan turned on full blast on on me because, like, if I moved, I would the, the temperature would just shoot right back up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there, kind of half sweating, miserable, playing this like raid. Is dark. My husband walks in. He's also sick as hell because we got sick at exactly the same time. I'm just like sounding like a, a a combination between like Oscar the Grouch and Tom Waits. Like, I want to die as I'm just kind of fighting Menfina in Final Fantasy XIV. Mm, so mm-hmm. that was a kind of a, a funny memory looking back. But it was I did very much want to die at that point.
2: Mm. I oh. felt so bad. That song, though. That song, the violins. That song, I have yeah. to admit,
1: I part of what I listened to in the dark was just like that song over and over again. And it's just like, I love that song so much because I'm a keeper of the moon. And that mm-hmm. song is about mm-hmm. keeper of the moon. Well, losing your rigidity as a keeper of the moon, to be honest with you, yeah, but yeah. that's something mm-hmm. else for Charlie and mm-hmm. dropouts. It's
2: so a whole new world in that song. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs>
0: I, um, it's no nowhere near COVID, but there was that week when we were doing the podcast marathon where you were pretty Heinze- sick. Oh, In God. hindsight, I wanted to die that week. It yeah. was yeah. rough. Yeah. I can't believe i I can't believe I got through like
1: five podcasts that week. Mm-hmm. That was a lot mm-hmm. of editing, but you were pretty sick, so I didn't feel bad. Mm. Yeah, yes, I, mean, I, probably, I felt bad for you, but
0: the sound wave, like, I just seeing the spikes constantly and being like, okay, delete, 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 delete. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, uh, okay. Cat coughed and and forgot to to close the mic. Okay, just...
0: yeah. <laughs> Sorry it sticks Apologize. up on you I can relate yeah,
2: we got there we got there
0: <laughs> we got there in the end that's you got my back we're a party mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. indeed we're, we're a group of friends fighting evil in this case evil is sickness um
4: mm.
0: Eric, what is the curse pit of Final Fantasy 14?
2: Well, I'll be afraid to-, to ask. I'll get to the curse bit of Final Fantasy Fourteen. I have two other updates real quick. Uh, I okay. did play more Chained Echoes after last week. Uh, I'm further in to those of you who listened to last week's episode with Austin Walker. Uh, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I think y'all should go listen to it if you haven't. Yeah, go yeah, listen to it. you for up after us. It was, it was a really fun discussion. Eric is
0: the hero that we need.
2: <laughs> absolutely um, but uh, that game continues to surprise and amaze me at every turn I think some of the act 2 stuff it gets into is absolutely amazing and I will genuinely be surprised if I get to the end of this year and it's not on my game of the year list it is, Whoa. It, is genuinely but it was just, for
0: last year though it, are we counting it this year? yeah I but do that like, with like December,
2: December cut off it's all weird you know it, it mm. counts it counts um i absolutely really just am enjoying that game and i'm enjoying playing it like a little bit at a time uh i also tried to boot up my switch to finish xenoblade chronicles 3 and it turns out that leaving a game paused on the final cutscene of the game for so long will eventually crash the game so now i have to re-beat the final boss for the fourth time and then i can finish xenoblade chronicles 3 it's a so it's cool okay
1: fight but not that cool it's <laughs> not that
2: cool <laughs> Eric, um,
1: what are you doing
2: look we're just going through it over here okay it's it's, it's going to be all right um but yeah fall fantasy 14 i got back into it because of the patch uh the raid series which is honestly i think one of the best raid series they've done uh the, the new alliance raid is absolutely fantastic it's about the myths of the realm so you're actually fighting the gods of 14 and uh, it's got like very if you fought the Greek Pantheon type vibes uh, all the gods are very um, evocative of the things that they represent and it's it's a really cool fight series because of that but as longtime listeners and Charlie and listeners might know I have a white whale in 14 I want to get the triple triad mount (laughs) because it is good luck it's the most sicko thing you can do in that game because getting every triple triad card means basically doing everything that game has to offer and so finally i decided i needed to start making progress on some of the stuff that was not just playing triple triad and i started doing the crafting and gathering in that game it (laughs) is a deep deep pit so bad but I wanted to shout it out on this week of Blood God because I went to the Diadem, which is a special instanced raid area specifically for crafting and gathering uh, yes. that, that got added as part of the Ishgardian restoration. And I, I go into this zone where it's just people hitting rocks and trees to get materials and resources. And it's just a bunch of 14 nerds talking about their favorite RPGs in the instance chat, while also hitting a bunch of rocks and trees, and I had the most <laughs> wonderful time just vibing out and hitting uh-huh. rocks and trees to get resources while talking Wholesome. about the yeast series. They they were like, "Yo, let's talk Is about it the ease yeast or yes
0: <laughs> or okay. yes yes." yes. It's a yes or like a yeast.
2: Yes, yeast. <laughs> it's ease. <laughs> it's
1: yeast. I heard you say yeas.
2: It's ease. Yes. <laughs>
1: Usually when I'm know. there people are really high. Like it is a place yeah, where people yeah. go when you're high. When you kind of smoke too much and like oh shit now I can't play the game cuz I'll tank like an idiot. So you just <laughs> go to the diadem and hit rocks and you're like, "You know what? This is cool. I it's can deal with this." It's so
2: chill and it like is. everyone was just vibing out, having a good talk about Final Fantasy about ease about uh, all these different RPGs that they were all like oh yeah I've been thinking about trying like the Trails series and like what's a good place to get into that and how's that new trails game and I was like I found it my people I found it (laughs) the audience audience. I, I found that, and I also started the Gundam quest line, which is the Sorrow of Werelit stuff. I'm, I'm sorry, um,
0: the Gundam quest line?
2: There is a Gundam quest. Is, it is Gundam. You, you get in a mech. You fight other mechs. Uh, they're child soldiers. There is war. There is sorrow. Um, wow. Yeah.
0: Well, they it, have literally a Gundam class in this game. Well, not literally, age, but yeah. almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. I... Um, Speaking of Gundam, I've been watching Witch from Mercury, and I just finished episode nine. It's a good show. Mm,
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's
0: very gay.
4: Mm-hmm, <laughs> it, mm-hmm.
0: it takes uh, <coughs> Gundam's themes of going into space and in war and puts an interesting and very actually fairly modern spin on them. If you haven't checked it out, strongly recommend. I'm really enjoying it. Also, a banger of an opening theme song. Mm, Holy mm-hmm. cow! Um. Somebody heard that Gundam was for the olds and said, okay, but how can we make it not for them? What if we
2: make it really gay? Mm-hmm. As gay
0: as we can get to is Isn't a Gundam, Gundam always gay though? In,
2: in a different way. Gay in a, a different, different, gay. different way. Because Much nobody nobody different. watches 0079 and thinks that the amuro Shar stuff is, is just.
0: It's entirely straight
2: i saw them fencing in space all right i know i know how subtext (laughs) works
0: sexual tension (laughs) but this one's different because it has gay ladies and that's what's Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. but anyway go check out witch for mercury and now for a series of random encounters Marvel's Avengers is ending all official support on September 30th, 2023, whereupon it will be delisted. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft Paris staff have called on uh, have been called on to strike over CEO's recent comments. AGDQ 2023 closed out their event with 2.6 million dollars for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Um, this is apparently one for Eric because his favorite story beat in games. More military documents leak on the War Thunder Forum. That is so it's the hilarious. best.
2: It's the funniest thing every time it happens. It's like once again, military documents have leaked because somebody did not want to lose a forum argument on the War Thunder Forums. And it's again. funny every time.
0: <laughs> and finally, in a much darker note, uh, there have been tons of layoffs this past week including in Microsoft, Riot Games, Google, Alphabet, Vox, Amazon, and um, Google. most sadly, uh, GameSpot, and Giant Bomb, including some of our friends, our hearts mm-hmm. go out to Voidberger mm-hmm. and Michael uh, There's Just no doubt about it, layoffs suck, and mm-hmm. it's been a particularly rough week. A lot of soul-searching in the games media,
1: I think. Yeah, we're called upon to do that more often than we should, but yeah, it's yeah. just... Uh... It's a really, really kind of sour state of affairs. It's hard to actually recommend to people, hey, you should get into this this industry at all. Uh, when kids ask me How, what do I do to get into the games industry, I say, well, first and <laughs> foremost, unionize. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, Start there. The, the rest will fall into place. Yeah. My,
2: my advice is always make sure this is what you want to do for a living. Don't You've get really in- got
0: to love it. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. get
2: into this because you like to play games. Don't get into this because you... Like the concept of games. <laughs> the like, concept of. Yeah. Understand yeah. the concept of like, games. Like know that writing about games is something you want to do for your livelihood. And if you think that's not what you want to do for your livelihood, there are so many other ways you could do other things and still do some writing on the side. Uh, for sure. For sure.
1: I,
3: I never know what to say when people ask that question. I've started just saying uh, work hard
1: uh be kind and get lucky honestly get lucky is a big Mm -hmm. one network Mm -hmm. network is a huge one uh these days though i'm more behind the scenes than up front um so even so it's just really just disheartening to see so many of my friends great friends great writers great everything just lose and not only lose things not only just lose their jobs they usually lose it in the most undignified way possible like Mm -hmm. i i i have a friend actually if you're a listener to like retronauts uh I just had my friend Larch on, on the show talking about LGBTQ representation in games. Go ahead and listen to that. But she works at Google and it's like, well, do you have a job now or do you not? Well, I don't know. We're in Canada. We haven't heard anything.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: you hear about the people in America. Like, you know, okay, if your your card scans red, you're you're out. If, you're, if it's green, you're fine. And someone was saying, I'm colorblind. This is a nightmare. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but it was pretty funny. You, you got to find the humor in these. Yeah. You really do. I'm a very... Everything's on fire. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very much a dark humor person. I gotta say, this has not been a this this era has been very good at providing me with terrible laughs.
3: I uh, I read somewhere that of the Vox layoffs, one of the women was uh, on maternity leave.
0: Yeah, yes. she was my friend. That's... oh my god, really? I was yeah. Appalled. She's a good friend of mine, and she uh, was literally on maternity leave, raising <clears throat> looking after her baby, and she's like, "Well, I no longer work for for Vox." Uh, that's, that's one great. of those things she, that feels illegal, and I'm like,
4: how
0: is that mm-hmm. legal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She uh, I, she will be fine. She's a very prominent writer, but that's good. Uh, and but at the same time, come on, Vox. Yeah. Break. Yeah. yeah. Well, on a happier note, let's talk about Fire Emblem Engage, which is now out on the Nintendo Switch. I think a lot of people have been slightly nonplussed by this game because it's like, is it like Three Houses? Is it not like Three Houses? What's up with the Dude with the aqua fresh hair, the the red and the blue. Here's what's up with the dude with the aqua fresh hair. One of the tropes of Fire Emblem has always been that there's a uh, red and blue. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, red and blue has always been a trope. Uh, So, that's what it is, you know. Um, Also, uh, uh, red and green, the the social night and the the other type of night. That's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, So colors have always been a thing, and Mm -hmm. I have to say. I am playing as Aqua Fresh Lady and I think I, I actually kind of dig her. I, I like the super long hair. Um she's very clearly has a thing for the divine dragon. Um well okay, that's her mom. Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> Look. <laughs> um the romance she, she, in this game is a whole different a hot whole topic. Thing. Yeah. It's
1: on really a whole love new, each other.
2: It's a whole, whole new world.
1: I know. You're just such um, great friends. They're such, such great, great friends. 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 They look like good friends. Um, <laughs> I
0: keep joking Mar- Mar- with my- Martha's
1: f- a force ghost. Yes, everyone's a force ghost. <laughs> Sigurd a force is a force ghost. ghost. Uh, <laughs> Lynn. Yeah. Sigurd? Which game was Sigurd in? It was the first game? genealogy. Holy yeah. War. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Which I do love the names that they came up with for all these different characters, of that they're not just like, oh, you summon from, you know, the Holy War or whatever, but it's like the dream of the Holy Knight or the dream of the Azure oh, Twins God, for yeah. Secret Stones. Like a, it's, mm-hmm. like a riddle.
0: it's like, oh, yeah, it's be
2: yeah, beautiful. Yeah.
0: It's, uh I mean, there's been a lot of comparisons to Fire Emblem Three Houses, but the long and the short of it is that Fire Emblem Three Houses was much more about the. Uh, the Mimi characters and the relationships that you're building with them and everything. And the, the combat was somewhat secondary. I would definitely say the tactics elements of this game come much more to the forefront, like right yeah. away. Oh yeah. Immediately. Starting with the engage system, which is you have uh, a character with you. Initially it's uh Marth and they confer your character, uh, special powers or special abilities, special upgrades to their, uh, tactics, The maps are much more designed than they were in Three Houses. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I like that a lot better. Um, I could immediately tell as someone who's, A, a little bit of an older school fan of Fire Emblem, and B, maybe more systems-oriented and Mm -hmm. less concerned about... uh, story. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is the kind of game that I can just sit on the couch and
1: enjoy. So, I figured so far, it was very really much like a, a cat game. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I love it so far. I know the story is not forefront, but for a very, very long time, Fire Emblem wasn't so much about the story. Not saying it has nothing, of course, it has something. And mm. it has like the kind of goofy character connections that keep you playing. It reminds me a lot of the fun of Fire Emblem heroes, seeing all these hero these people mm. walk around mm. your base. Mm. Like, it's kind of like that. But you know a switch game and as you say the tactics are very good like it's a having a very great a very good time with it i think the end gate the engage system is just like so silly and fun like again like i put up that that video of marth first coming out and like engaging with the character and i'm like oh, this is a very very heterosexual video because of course i chose the male uh male aqua freshman and uh yeah it's just it knows what it is right out of the gate. It's not trying to, to snow you over or anything like that. It has very cute cats too.
2: Can I just say that the male Alir, who's the the main character Allier, of the game or default name, I guess, but male Alir reminds me of Buster from Arrested Development pretty often oh my because God. he's so much like Mother and all that, and then like has emotional breakdowns at the drop of a pin and yes, is I just love him. He's, he's such a chaos child and I love him for that, but Yeah, I I absolutely feel like tactics are at the forefront of this game. And I think the weapon triangle, not only bringing it back, but the way they brought it back with the Mm -hmm. break system where now you don't just get numbers advantage, but you get to turn off counterattacks for a unit. I had a map last night where I needed to take out an archer and I only had like two units in the area and one of them was a pegasus knight and couldn't reach to like actually stab the archer uh (laughs) so i was like i have to throw a javelin but you don't want to throw a javelin at an archer because if you don't kill that archer with the javelin it's going to shoot right back at you well the other unit was a hand-to-hand combat a medic and the medic just ran in there broke the archer's stance and then javelin came in and finished the job off and i was like this is cool, this feels really good in practice, and it really does feel like they are making a Fire Emblem game where it just feels really good to play the tactics of Fire Emblem, and Mm -hmm. I know that sounds like kind of reductive, but it it does feel like everything was focused more on the tactics battles, whereas Three Uh Houses was maybe... A little bit more concerned with some of the management type stuff and and some of the battles felt like they were there they were like a goal but maybe not the goal of the game all the time
0: yeah and uh we, we talked about this in the three houses pantheon where we were discussing how it's more str- three houses is more strategic where this game is like more tactical and by strategic i mean you spend a lot of time setting up your characters before going into battle and then you grind through the battles. And there's maybe a reason behind that because that game is so character focused and it's so about who you have on your team, who you're interacting with that you're then investing in that character and then you're bringing them onto the field. But at least you, you reviewed it for uh, WAPO apparently put tons of hours into it. Does it hold up? Uh, Well,
3: I would say yes in a way first i just wanted to uh go off of uh, what you guys were talking about with like the brake system and whatnot the the tactics were easily my favorite part of engage uh and one thing i really enjoyed was how they kind of took the classic tactics like the the weapon triangle and whatnot and then uh iterated on it in like really interesting yeah. ways and so like the break mechanic i loved i thought that was so cool um another mechanic i really liked was the smash weapons which are just super powerful weapons that always go second um, and also push the the character one space away, but if the character is broken, then you can just go right away. Like the the disadvantage is is just thrown off the table. Uh, and then if you smash them into another unit or a wall, then that breaks their guard. And so it's just it really affected like how I like placed my units and uh, interacted with the map and whatnot. And I just thought it, it had me like riveted. I. I Think right now I have like 95 hours in the game. Wow, <laughs> uh, interesting. I started playing it for a second, a second playthrough on Heart uh, on Maddening, which is available from the get go, which I really appreciated because uh, with three houses, Maddening was not available at first, and I found it very easy. And so I was like, I'm gonna wait until to, to play through the other like paths once they add that. Um, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna finish my second playthrough because. Uh, it's just like, I, I feel like I've kind of seen everything now mm-hmm, and now it's just mm-hmm. getting into like the nitty gritty of like, let's see if I can go up against impossible odds. And I'm like, mm, that was fun when I was a kid. I don't know if I have the patience nowadays to, to do that for hours on end. Um, but they do have, a engage does have a lot of, uh, in game comment in game, in game content, uh, and like supplementary stuff. Um, I really enjoyed the paralogues uh, for each force ghost. So like Marth and Lynn and all <laughs> them for each of them. I'm glad that,
0: we're, I'm, I'm glad that this is a thing now. i just mm-hmm. going to call them mm-hmm. force yeah, ghosts. Yeah, that's just the language of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, they're standing there glowing. They're they're part of the cast. They're a group. They're interacting with people. They're just hanging out. Yeah. yeah the they Tars, they
2: hang out. They even bond.
3: The plot, plot, re- plot reason is pretty shaky. It's like, oh, yeah, this, this country is at the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. so that's yeah why
1: Why not sure they threw babies into different dimensions and uh, what was it the conquest and and whatever like oh you're going to the baby dimension because you haven't grown up like (laughs) it was weird we can't figure out time travel in this game so baby dimension but
3: so like each paralog is like a level from whatever game that character is from uh and that was very much a nostalgia trip with just like, uh, you know, if you, if you played any of the old games, but it also served double duty as um, when you engage with these characters from the other games, you get uh, special skills and abilities uh, and it's a lot to keep track of. It 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 is. There's like, I agree. Yeah. There's 12 rings and then the ones you have available changes throughout the plot because of different plot beats. Uh, And it can be, and then it also changes based on your bond with like that unit's bond with that, Uh, Force Ghost Uh, changes like which magic spells you can use and which uh, weapons you can use. So it's a lot to keep track of, but um, the paralogs you fight against those uh, Force Ghosts, and it kind of like is a practical demonstration of how you can use them in battle. Uh, And I really enjoyed that.
0: Can I just say that playing Fire Emblem Engage makes me think a little bit about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and I think I've Complained at points that I find Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to be a little silly, mm, but mm. Fire Emblem Engage is extremely silly, and I'm here for it because it makes no bones whatsoever about actually being serious. Yeah. It's silly from the start. when I was playing it, I was like, oh, this is some Sailor Moon shit right here, where, mm. you know, when you are activating your ring and then it's spinning and doing the magical girl transformation, basically. And you get uh, with Mars and everything. Hair.
3: Like the hair changes afterwards.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I love it. Let's go.
3: Oh, yeah. And it was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. It's just a, the game is r- a lot of fun right from the start, I think. And also, by Nintendo Switch standards, I think quite attractive. It looks oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good looking Switch game. I like how and it,
4: colorful
1: it is.
2: Yeah. Three Houses was so like I went back to look at footage of three houses and it was so much grimier than I remember it looking it's mute- a I- little more muted. Yeah. Like, like there was just kind of this, you know, it, it fit the, the style of the game, I guess, but there's something about the character art in engage that reminds me of the first time I played awakening and seeing on the three DS, those like really well animated renders of crom and Lucina and, and all those, yeah. those, you know, famous fire emblem characters and, Seeing that on the Switch, I was like, "Oh, oh, this is so good! This is like the good character art I remember from the series." And I think there's a lot of love for the art in this game that really brings those characters across. Even stuff like the the crit animations in this game are so good. They're they're so much better than they've been in a long time. I love all the close ups and stuff that they do for this game, and yeah, it it, it stylistically is is. Honestly, like leaps and bounds above what what we've seen for a while. For sure.
3: Uh, When you rest uh, addition, I thought was really good was when you rest your cursor on one of uh, your units in battle, like the 3D uh,
0: art comes up for it, which I thought.
1: Yeah, I like that.
2: Oh, that looks so cool. Uh, um, Yeah, step
0: up from three houses, which was not a bad looking game on the switch, I might add.
2: No, no, no. Um, on the subject of the overly anime stuff, I do think it's interesting that, you know, I, I think some people are coming to this, maybe having only played three houses and and having people. Yeah. yeah. And so I have seen some people be like, Oh, I really wanted a deep story, a political story, that sort of thing. And I, I'm curious as to whether we think that is like a reason why engage might not latch on with a lot of people because, I do think that this is a Fire Emblem game for people who are down with what it's doing, either as a very Saturday morning anime tactics battler or as just a love letter to the history of Fire Emblem. And It's I a think Fire
0: you... Emblem for Fire Emblem fans, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I like pretty... old school, like the people who were <clears throat> originally drawn in. Uh, I was originally drawn in by the tactics, and I really enjoyed the characters. I, I thought the story was above average, uh, for the most part, I liked the layers within it. In this one, it's a little bit of a celebration of Fire Emblem history. The tactics are far deeper than they certainly were during Three Houses. The story is very whatever um, yeah. in this game, I, I in which p- case, mm-hmm, go ahead, Elise.
3: Oh, I was just say, I, I completely agree. I, I feel pretty confident that if you're coming into this game having only played Three Houses or because you liked Three Houses, you're going to be disappointed.
0: Yeah, so it might not land with, uh, it might not land with more recent uh, newcomers to the series, and honestly, old school fans will probably may actually just be like, "Well, I'm not sure what the point of this game is exactly. I'd rather just have a straight up mainline Fire Emblem game rather than sort of a odd take on Fire Emblem heroes, I guess you could call it. But if you take it on its own merits. I think Fire Emblem Engage so far is really good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh like I said it's really kind of hails back to the the olden days <laughs> of Fire Emblem when it was more about tactics which is fine with me like we had mm. some great story moments with I don't uh, know.
0: Okay. That, sorry Nadia. I has it always The original Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon was Dragon Quest with a tactics map and I wouldn't exactly say yeah. that it was always about the tactics. I just wanted to push back well, a I, that I just slightly. Mean, like,
1: Yeah, like, I don't mean like it's purely about the tactic, but it always prioritized tactics over story.
0: Mm
4: -hmm, And mm -hmm. so
1: this is a little bit more like going back to that. And uh, we already had a great story with Three Houses. We had a great story with Awakening. So I understand why they want to say, okay, let's just get back to basics here. And it works
2: for the most part, I think. I will say that genealogy and Thrasia, which are three and four in the series, I think, have not come over to the U.S. But those are pretty renowned for their stories as well as their tactics. But that's true. I do think, on the whole, what you're saying about like mm-hmm. getting back to the tactics, like like to tactics meaning something like the on. I, I again, we talked about this in Pantheon for three houses, and and I agree with what we even said in this podcast that like the strategic layer is what ends up informing the tactical layer but this game specifically has so much more focus on what little decisions are you making turn by turn like how are you attacking units in what order how are you positioning your units i find that i'm getting punished way more often whereas in three houses most units by the end of that game even my like casters my tome users could kind of just walk around the battlefield like it was a muso game just popping people (laughs) left and right and it didn't really matter what i was doing because oh you know this this guy's a general he's got heavy armor but i have a special ability that's armor breaker so i'm going to break his armor and i can still fight him and it doesn't matter whereas this game i feel like in the moment i am having to make much more impactful decisions and that reminds me of those gba fire emblems where Mm -hmm. i i put one myrmidon slightly slightly out or my pegasus knight goes on one risky sojourn to the other side of the map and all of a sudden there's an archer there and boom character gone that's it yeah
0: um it is a uh, fire emblem in the sense that you're fighting a dragon and, it's, and always chaotic enemies, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you're kind of rolling with it. Notably fewer social sim elements in this one compared to Three Houses. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. do get a, a castle, and but it's a little bit like the Fire Emblem fates, like awakenings or sorry, conquest slash birthright, where you have like a a place that you slowly unlock and upgrade uh, yeah. day by day. There are Cutscenes, uh, where you can like bond with people you can give them gifts and such um you can
3: go to sleep and they'll wake you up
0: <laughs>
3: cool hey. hey marth wow and no not nintendo. only that but they, just change based, they change based on your support there's six for each character it's so weird
2: nintendo just go all the way intelligence systems just go all the way just do Elise, it <laughs>
3: who's waking up
0: your aqua fresh
3: uh, character uh, it's I don't know if it's de- if it's determined by your support or what. It seemed pretty random to me. But, yeah, you can go rest in your room. And then uh, it in- the game encourages you to put on headphones. And so I was like, ooh, what is this? And I did that. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just a unit coming up and, like, murmuring, like, oh, is she asleep? And then as soon as you wake up, it's, like, a little cutscene, and, like, little sparkles go off around them.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That's
3: a, that's a choice they <laughs> a- made there. A lot of the stuff at the uh, Somnial, which is, like, your home base, that that's pretty much my reaction to it where i was like okay this is this is a thing (laughs)
0: this happened this
2: this was the series that had head padding as a thing like it
0: it it basically treated your characters and fates as
2: pokemon Pokemon? yes Mm -hmm. and
0: that's black.
2: you can polish the rings
0: you can polish the rings
2: (laughs) is that what the kids call
3: these (laughs) days you can it's so it's so bizarre it kind of reminded me of the pokemon scarlet and violet uh Picnicking, like that weird mm-hmm, cutscene mm-hmm. that just seems very uncanny. Uh, because you just kind of like tap at the ring and it mm-hmm. it specific sections don't get cleaner. The whole ring gets clean progressively cleaner. And then there's your head, and then there's the the mm-hmm. head of the emblem. And they're just like, yeah, getting all the crevices. Good job. <laughs> and
1: it's so what? weird. It's what's so this game rated? <laughs> And then i can just picture the esrb saying body. like it, it should be e and yet
2: <laughs> i mean technically it's a t but like <laughs>
3: the first thing i thought of was that awakening or what game was it where you pet the pet the people was that
4: fates yeah first
3: thing i thought of
0: crazy i when it comes to uh fire emblem engage uh i mean we've been kind of going uh oh, the story is whatever surprisingly moved by an early twist. I don't know if you could call it an early twist, but it was very emotional. The the cutscenes in this game it definitely hit hard, I think. Um, one other thing I want to observe is that while we've been praising the graphics, initially it looked great on the TV. When I switched over to handheld, it still looked very good, but it seemed like the performance took a little bit of a hit. Um, I, I noticed that the... The frame, like had a little bit more stuttering, I guess you could say, especially on the map. Was this something that you observed, Elise?
3: Uh, A little bit, yeah. Um, If there was, because some of those later maps, there's so many units on the board. um, And so it does kind of like start to chug along. Um, And I noticed some like popping in the somnial mostly with, um, you had like everyone's hanging out. And so like, you know, you would run and then someone would, would pop up like as you got closer um, and there's also like a farm so you can adopt animals and they would always, they would never pop up until I was like right on top of them. And then I'm like, Oh,
0: hi, hi, <laughs> Magic hi, cat. hi, Mr. Goat. I would like Fire Emblem in the future to combine what they did with three houses with the tactics, the refined tactics of this game. Mm-hmm. I f- mm-hmm.
4: I feel, yeah.
3: Cool. I feel like they can do that. It's like th- this, This game didn't really meld those, but I feel like there's a path forward where that is a thing that can exist. I don't entirely know how, but I'm confident.
0: And on the flip side, I'm okay with Fire Emblem. I I personally am okay with Fire Emblem trying a lot of different things, and I'm glad that they just didn't just go back to the three houses template, I guess you could say, um, as successful as that was for them. going going back to the classics a little bit um, of the series, it's it's nice that Fire Emblem can have many different identities. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, final thoughts, Elise?
3: Um. Oh, the one thing I wanted to highlight was um, one of the reasons I spent so many hours, because the the main campaign is maybe like 40, 50 hours, which is mm. long, but not super long for an RPG. Um, the Main reason I had spent a lot of time. In addition to that, uh, was there is a tower of trials which gets unlocked pretty later on. It, it has nothing to do with like plot stuff, so no no spoilers. But um, it opens up the game to online play and then also just these like see how many trials you can you can you know, see how many levels you can uh, you can last without without dying. Um, oh. And I found those to be really fun. Um, there was. There's trials that you complete a circuit of three maps and then you can change the difficulty based on like uh, your level. Uh, That was really fun. I had a lot, and it's on different maps too. Uh, I had a lot of fun just trying to see how quickly I could beat it, like in how few turns. Um, There is a co-op mode called Relay Race, which Mm -hmm. I didn't really play around with too much. Um, But it's kind of like you pick up the leg of a map from someone else with your own units and then you see how far you can get um and then there's a competitor competitive against each other mode uh that i had a lot of fun with where you build your own map uh and you can put like uh you know stuff to like bushes or uh breakable obstructions um and then it goes online and people can try to break through it and then you can like watch a replay of people trying to get through it uh and that was really cool i had a i spent a lot of time just like trying to figure out like the hardest one i could make and then seeing people break it and then going back in and tinkering with it to like it's like oh okay i need to build up my defenses here um so there, there's a lot of even though the the side content like in the actual soul meal feels very like fluffy and extraneous, extraneous the stuff in um, the extra stuff in the Tower of Trials I had a lot of fun with.
0: I have to say I was a little worried that <laughs> Fire Emblem Engage would be I don't know that it would be a little fluffy that it was kind of a a play a fan servicey play but it really does seem like they really flesh this game out in a way that I wasn't quite expecting. Uh, so I'm appreciative of that. And it feels even though it's not what I would exactly call a core entry it's it does it is at least fully formed and not just a okay. But Martha's in this one.
3: Yeah, I I would absolutely agree with that. Um, I I joke on it for like story stuff or some of the weird stuff around the soul meal, but uh, like I said, I spent ninety hours in it. Uh, it's it's totally, a lot of hours. <laughs> it's a lot of hours, and it it flew by honestly um, because. The things, the mechanics they do add are very fully formed. So, like with the with the emblems, the characters you engage with um, have a very wide range of stuff they can do in battle. Uh, Sigurd can like slash through a line of enemies. Um, Cecilia can cross over enemy lines and then just use a powerful magic attack. Uh, and so it was really fun figuring out, okay, this this character, I, you know, I can't have Cecilia with this character because even if he goes beyond enemy lines, he's squishy and they're going to kill him instantly. So yes. let me try doing it with this character because he's stronger. But then, and it, it, so it's really, it. a lot of my time was just figuring out how to like min-max these combinations of characters and emblems. Um, in three houses, there was like a big focus on like, your character can be anything. So even if it was like a, a super strong character, you could kind of like point it towards the magic tracker or, or whatnot. That's kind of absent from engage. It's It's very much like, this is the class the character is supposed to be. And so he's going to go down this route. Um, But the emblems really kind of like add a twist to that. So I wasn't, I I didn't, I thought that I would miss that, that like lack of custom customization, whatever the word is, Uh, but with the emblems, it it really like changed up how you could use your uh, units in battle from battle to battle, because you can change the
0: rings at any time. And Elise, what's your favorite Fire Emblem, or is this your first Fire Emblem? Uh, this is not my first. My favorite would be
3: hard. I really like Three Houses, um, but then I also have a lot of nostalgia for the Blazing Blade, because that was my first one. Nice, mm-hmm. um, Old school. Yeah, so like, yeah. It, like a lot of kids, I played Marth and Roy in Smash Brothers, and I was like, ooh, I want that yes. game. And that guy mm-hmm. has red hair. That must be Roy. And it was not Roy. <laughs> but I still had a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought that at first, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we finished the game and said, oh.
0: I still think it's funny that they released Blazing Blade here, not the one that came before it that actually did have Roy. That had Roy, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I've, I've just, like, played them growing up. Um, and then even though Three Houses, I the tactics weren't as, like, extensive or built out, I was such a sucker for the plot. I beat that game, like, four different times. Like, I, I did every route, because I, I really love the, like, Game of Thrones intrigue-style
0: stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at its best, Fire Emblem can have the high-level super fantasy, oh, there's a big dragon, you gotta kill it. It's always a dragon. Oh, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. There's always a lighthouse, there's always a pit, there's always it's a not- dragon. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then there can be a lot of intrigue between the different nations and all of the characters representing them and such. And I think that finds maybe it's best form in games like Fire Emblem Three Houses and Genealogy of the Holy War. Even Awakening to a degree, I thought did a pretty good job with the actual um, politicking, I guess you could say. Um, So returning to the, does Fire Emblem have a good story in that respect? I think it often does. But not Fire Emblem Fates. That was not a good story. But with uh,
3: with Fire Emblem Engage, I was uh disappointed with the there wasn't a lot of the the politicking. Um, but I think it's mostly because each of the nations, there's like four nations, they have one core character trait, and then everyone from that nation shares that same character trait. the fire nation. Yeah, and there's like the emo nation, there's the carefree mm-hmm. spirit nation, there's the we're interested in fighting nation. Um and so you when you get characters like in uh, support conversations talking, like every once in a while they'll gesture to like political discourse,
1: but for the most part it's like,
3: I like working out. Don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I love working out.
1: That's how I solve all my diplomatic I, problems.
2: I'm of so <laughs> many minds about that, because I do think some of the earlier supports in Fire Emblem games were just two people hanging out and being like, yo, I love working out. I love working out too. We should be better friends because of this. And I always like that sort of, "Oh, look at, look at my himbos getting (laughs) along at B rank support. But, uh, yeah, I I will say even early on support conversations have been very hit or miss. I did really like one with, uh, my, my male Alir and the Pegasus night you get very early on where she's like, oh, I was just watching you sleep, Divine Dragon. He's like, oh, well, that startles me. And she's like, well, you know, it would startle you less if I did it more often. Of course, then I'd have to sleep in your room. And he's like, no, can't do that. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you have been asleep for a thousand years. You cannot just drop like this. You cannot fumble this bad, Alir. <laughs> wow. Yeah,
3: there, there's, I, I got that one also like close to the beginning. And I was like, why is this game so obsessed with watching this girl sleep? or the, the slow <laughs>
2: yeah oh and so that bears mentioning that to my understanding in this game any character who is s rank romanceable is s rank romanceable by either male or female allure which might mean that this game has the most potential for romance out of any fire emblem i guess like, so yeah yeah um, because
3: I'm honestly not sure which characters are romanceable because, uh, and I think it might be different with the English and the Japanese one, but uh, certain characters, you can't marry anyone who's like teenage, but then the person I got to S with didn't seem like they were teenage. So I'm honestly not even sure who who you could romance Uh, with. I thought I was romancing one of the romance options and then I was not. They were like, you're such a good friend. I'm going to wear your ring forever. I was like, I want to marry you.
2: There's there's like some discourse about that right now, and I want to be like careful how I word this, because some of it is like, oh, you know, you get your S rank and you literally, as with other Fire Emblems, you can S rank one person. And that's like who you have, like, locked it in with. And in this Mm -hmm. game, you literally give them a ring because it's all about engaging and engagement and stuff like that. Uh, Some of them get it.
3: (laughs) <laughs> I, just got it. Name, I just wish they had like a list of like okay these are the romance ones because so it's not immediately obvious
2: yeah, yeah but some mm. of the ones i have seen for example anna the the merchant girl who is in every fire emblem game not romanceable in this one Also, very crucial to note that while in other games, Anna has typically been like a mid 20s character in this game. Anna is 11 years old. So there's a very important reason why (laughs) Why? that character is not romanceable.
4: (laughs) And that that one
3: I fully understand. I fell in love with there's a there's a character that reminded me of um, Finster, the streamer, just very like femme cute.
4: Mm, mm I was like, mm
3: -hmm. oh, I love them. I want to marry them. Uh, and they're not romanceable. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But they're very good friends.
2: There are some that I think are weird. And I think others where there was maybe an executive decision made that like, this should not fly. This is probably not <laughs> good. Um, shout outs to my boy, Kenneth Shepard, who was so excited to play Fire Emblem and romance Vander and then found out that Vander is not is, is a platonic oh no he was so excited for that reinhardt meets soldier 76 looking dude that's
1: (laughs) how he reminded me of i'm like i know this jerk what where's he from
2: yeah um it's okay i found him another beard boy so we're good no (laughs)
3: who's the other beard boy
2: uh hmm might be oh, considered I th- spoilers I, I
3: think i know who you're talking about yeah
2: okay. yeah i yeah. take back my question he he is also romanceable and i looked up the s rank scene for that character and it is actually very very good and so i was like you go for this one
3: maybe i will be editing mode then and then just m- mm. romance mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. um <laughs> i i just wanted to also note that i think one thing that i found uh like annoying with the support conversations is um even though like A lot of them are very shallow. They kind of like, they hint at more interesting things. So like one of the ones I did, they talked about a group of people called the fair folk who don't age and don't need to sleep. And then they just didn't answer. They just okay next, next topic. Like, let's talk about working out again. And I was
2: like, I want to know. And
3: and I was trying to like do supports (laughs) with these characters that like interested me. But then those, like uh those, paths would never go anywhere no no conclusions no more information um but some of them were really funny i had a there's one guy you get early on lewis who's a a knight
4: he's
3: Mm. a huge creep but in a very wholesome way which i don't know how that works out but um he likes to watch people he likes to people watch that's his (laughs) hobby if you can call it a hobby um i like to watch and, (laughs) and there's another knight who is a lady i forget her name um but he was he was watching her and she was like, why don't you go back to a life of minding your own damn business? <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, I like her. She's like super stoic. She writes funny books. Again, they didn't explain more. I wanted to know more. I was like, what kind of books? What, what's the punchline? Um, but so they, they like gesture at these more interesting character developments. And then they are just totally content to leave them lying there and go on to something else.
0: Well, Fire Emblem Engage is available now on Nintendo Switch. Uh, first, kind of big RPG of the year, first Nintendo Switch RPG of the year, and I have to say, a pleasant surprise. I did not have really any expectations uh, going into this one, and I find myself already digging it. So, looks like another winner. But it's time now for the Pantheon revisit. The segment in which we look back on one of the games that we discussed on the Pantheon of the Blood God to decide, and one of the more controversial ones, did it deserve to make the Pantheon or not make the Pantheon? And this week we're talking about Tales of Vesperia. Elise, was that one that you ever played?
3: That That's the one with um, a girl named Elise is like one of the main characters. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
3: I tried to play that twice and fell off both times.
0: Also has a smoking dog. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, has a dog with a pipe in it. Repeat, repeat. That should go. Uh, that that should make it into the pantheon just by virtue of that. Uh, Eric, you were actually on that episode, right?
2: I was. I was, and I think I even may have voted against it. I'd have to go back and, and listen to the episode mm-hmm. at the time.
0: I think you were all in on it, but then by the end of the episode, we all went, "Yeah, it's 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 good. <laughs> anyway, well, it was,
2: moving on. It, it did not make it. So that's an important thing to note. It did not mm-hmm. make it into the Pantheon. And I do think that Vesperia is an interesting case in the Tales history of this game that is maybe very indicative of a classic style of Tales that is not really around yeah. anymore, probably won't be around anymore at this point. Uh, Tales of Arise made it very clear that they're moving into like a 3D combat action very Final Fantasy 7 remake is is kind of the blueprint at this point I think uh, and it's it's interesting I think Vesperia has one of the best protagonists in RPG history straight up just I agree flat out I I love Yuri he's great Um, the the one dude who's like you know what this guy is bad so I'm gonna go kill him and he just goes and murders him in the middle of the night and one of my favorite cutscenes in that game is him like leaving a dude to die in quicksand and his his best friend walking up and being like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just killing the dude. Don't worry about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's getting results.
2: Yeah, um, he's he's very good. I, I like that whole cast a lot. I do think it's also a game that succumbs to the worst habits of tales at times um which include such bangers as this game is about a third longer than it needs to be and oh my god how many dungeons are in this game and oh my god all these dungeons are boring (laughs) and uh i it is a complicated game that i don't know even now if i would put it in the pantheon or not but it is one that is worth talking about as a representative of the Tales series for sure. I
0: mean, it's still the best Tales game, right? Or is that no. now Arise? No, no. I, I,
2: I would, would say. I would yeah, put Arise. Arise over it. Yeah. I really, uh, really liked Arise.
1: But I would say Tales, uh, Vesperia. Definitely one of my favorite casts in an RPG, not just uh, Yuri and Rapide, but uh, also Rita. I think she's hilarious. Rita's great. I think yeah. the way she tortures can't. What's the little, little pest's name
2: uh, oh uh, yeah i always forget his name starts Cam, with a, is it carol carol
1: carol that's right it's like i always carol want to Cameron. call him
2: lloyd because he looks like what <laughs> lloyd, the, the, the lloyd. protagonist of symphonia would look like if slightly younger <laughs>
1: yeah because yeah, he's a little bit um, with the big hammer right
2: yeah that's right yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and just the way rita tortures him and mm-hmm. g- that's what makes me laugh because everybody knows nobody likes him like the, it's like he was just put in there to annoy the player and then, like, he was given a counter immediately. Like, you never see that. You always have the annoying kid character, but you never have a foil to the annoying kid character who tells him to shut up and just, like, torments him because he won't shut up. So, I, do, I
3: do remember I... Rita. Rita was my favorite of what yeah. I played. Rita was
1: great. Just, like, this was back, actually, when... Um, one thing I am going to miss is the old-fashioned Vesperia cut scenes with yeah, the, the portraits, the
2: skits. Yeah, those were skits. so much better. Oh, my God. And just
1: the way there was one where Yuri's yabbering about something or other, and he just seen the background like mm-hmm. do the portraits alone, like Rita slowly sneaking up on mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Carol and just starts chasing after him like a ghost, like so everyone's talking, ignoring this is going on. So, yeah, I, I love that cast. That was a great cast. they was so fun and so anime.
2: Hmm. Yeah. It is like the ultimate comfort food RPG to me. If I want to just play something that feels cozy, like Tales of Vesperia, comes to mind.
0: When I think about the Tales series, <clears throat> I'm a little bit like, "What is the Tales' series legacy outside of there being a lot of them?" That's a good. I question. mean, they're they're cute, they're it's- funny, they're the the old country buffet of uh, of rpgs in some ways you just, you go there not expecting anything particularly great but it's going to be really filling um i know that our friend victor hunter is a big tales guy and could probably talk at some like la- oh we did a whole tales ranking episode he was on even. that yeah but oh, what is the legacy of this series why does it matter
2: campfires it's all about the campfires it's about that coziness it's about the party like i think it does have good party dynamics yeah tales better than almost any other series and i would say consistently better than most other rpg series just has good party dynamics of here's the group they're gonna hang out they're gonna have skits together they're gonna have campfires together there it develops those bonds between the party members in a way that a lot of other games i think either took note of or need to take note of like I don't think it's I I would be surprised if tales was not somewhat influential on the the prevalence of stuff like xenoblade 3 and the the campfire scenes and everybody just kind of like vibing out together (laughs) like that is a tales thing to me uh is a very tales moment to me uh and and I think more than anything else that that is what I think of when I think of a good tales game
0: it was unabashedly anime and I think easily one of its most popular aspects consistently. Two, two things. One is its action-based combat. Oh yeah, yeah, which was like a defining feature right from the start. and then it's little vignette cutscenes where the characters are interacting with one another. Mm-hmm. which correct me if I'm wrong, Nadia, I think that was
1: pioneered by Dragon Quest question mark. Uh, I'm trying to think, cause I know in, in four you had the caravan, but I don't know, mm-hmm. like, did you have anything in the way of cut in, of campfires in five or six or, I know 11 had some good ones. My memory is a great. little hazy
0: on this one. But. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm.
1: think, it, I'm not thinking Dragon Quest, I'm thinking of campfire except for 11. I Mm. I feel like the characters could like actually talk to
0: each other relatively early on, and maybe in Dragon Quest. Oh,
1: in Dragon Quest five, and maybe even four, you could talk to your party members like by pressing a button. But I don't think you could have like a campfire uh, scene, unless I'm misremembering again, Mm -hmm. COVID brain.
2: Yeah, there's there are a lot of games like Bioware and stuff like that where you can talk to your party members and have like interactions between your character and another character, but. Like Fire Emblem and Tails, very timely for both these, are two games I think of that actually just let all of the party interact and hang out with each other and and have like a full rounded party dynamic instead of just player focused dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like that a lot. Beware the Slime says,
0: Vesperia has its feet firmly in the PS1 era of RPGs in terms of design. That makes it a lovely bit of comfort food, but not a lot to keep you motivated to keep playing outside of the likable characters. Um, it may, when I think of Tales, I think of a series that was unabashedly anime. Maybe a little bit even before it was cool. I'm not saying that there was no such thing as an anime RPG during like the 16-bit era or anything like that, but I I, I just think that from the start, Tales had. Its identity, right? It yeah. was playing its
3: games. It's like we, yeah. we yeah. know you. No, oh, this.
2: It. it was on like that lunar grandia side of the dial, where it was like, yeah, we're we're doing the thing.
0: Um, its original legacy was that it was an Xbox 360 RPG, uh, which was a big deal mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. but maybe not as much of a deal these days. But Tales of Vesperia, it's an interesting one. It's, uh, the 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 remaster was fairly lovely. I think. And I mean, it still has repeat has very likable cast. Um, it's kind of like cut rate dragon quest in some ways with a little bit with an action si- system. Yeah. It's a JRPG, A, a JRPG ass JRPG. Don't really think that it deserves to be in the pantheon myself. And um, our, I did a little snap hole. In the stars of destiny chat, and I got two ban emojis and a shrug emoji. So that tells you where I <laughs> just get the shrug emoji. Yeah,
2: yeah. I would just
0: do the shrug emoji every time. Even as,
3: even as like a fan of the Tales series, I feel like the Tales games that like I didn't get into as much. That's also I'm like, eh, this it's all right, cool.
4: yeah.
2: Eh. Yeah, it's it's always a thing that's novel and interesting and. I, I love being able to play a cozy 80 hour RPG that also asks me to do fighting game combos like that's fun. But uh, at the end of the day, I do think tails even with a rise is still trying to break that mold and get into yeah. that um, higher echelon of RPGs. And and in some ways I hope they never break it because I think if they try <laughs> to be too much like final fantasy, it will lose what I like about that series. So
3: that's fair. Maybe they yeah. should add having kids
0: kick the fire emblem awakening route
2: oh no no <laughs> no. <laughs> no
1: romance i i i
0: there are people who really care about this series like adore it oh yeah mm-hmm, i know a few mm-hmm, people
1: mm-hmm. like that and they all latch on to their favorite
0: mm-hmm. i am yeah, one of those people. Th- they all have their favorites um and i think it's a lot of the times because of the the casts i think um, yeah for sure Mm-hmm. there's like mm-hmm. i just really like this particular cast these these games have a like a nice kind of cute dynamic i guess you could say a lot of the time except for tales of the abyss but yeah tales of vesperia um i'm gonna say no probably shouldn't go in the pantheon what about you, york
2: oh yeah no I, I don't think it's i love it but i don't think it's a pantheon game uh, how about you nadia
1: uh, no, it it doesn't. Like great game for the reasons I said, but it's definitely not pantheon material. Uh, a tales game will get there someday, maybe. Maybe, maybe someday.
0: Maybe a maybe rise. At Elise, do you Keep have trying. any final any final thoughts? Do you think it's a pantheon level RPG? Uh, I'm gonna d-
3: weigh in on no because uh, I tried it twice and it didn't really capture my attention, um, even though it's like other tales games have. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the fourth yeah, no. That's fair.
0: Well, we are going to make the final call when we do our Pantheon of the Blood God revisit in a couple months, but in the meantime, we are going to continue to revisit our Pantheon entries in the Pantheon revisit segment, and go check out the full Tales of Vesperia entry, which is in the backlog for our patron subscribers. Okay, Nadia, take us home.
1: So the ironic thing about today's pit, yeah, its a, uh, I don't know what it is. It's the a ironic pit. Thing of, it's always a pit. Even Spoiler. When it's a, even when it's a work, it's a shoot. But anyway. Uh,
3: <laughs> I just had a visual image. This pit was made for me. Like the, <laughs> whatever that called. Yeah. Very
1: naughty shape. It has a very, very wide hips and a very big butt. But <laughs> so when I was sick, I played, as I mentioned, a little bit of Secret of Mana. And uh, while I was playing that, I was thinking back to the first time I played this game, which was in 1993. It was on my Super Nintendo. I was kind of a loner in terms of video games. I didn't really have anyone I could share RPG stuff with. No one I could really talk to. So it was all in t- inside my head and it all festered. And that's how I turned out the way I am today.
3: I, I knew that I could relate to you for something,
1: Nadia. I was
3: exactly <laughs> There <good>. you <laughs> go.
1: The finally your people is like, oh. Like, I'm-, I'm getting a vibe, Yeah. In 93, that, that didn't really happen. And um, Elise, have you played Secret of Mana? I have. My, I've played a lot of RPGs, but my,
3: uh, the, the gaps in my play history are egregious. So no, I right. not
1: That's fair. That's fair. But I love this game in 93. And I was actually playing the... Uh, there's an Ice Palace level with a character called a magic book. Sorry, an enemy called a magic book. And this enemy is infamous because... Basically, it's a little book and it flips its pages like it's invisible, like there's it's just like you know operating on its own, it flips its pages to cast spells. And it's actually a really cute animation. Now, if you are really lucky or blessed or unlucky, whatever the word you want to use here is, this this book will literally flip to a naked ass picture of a girl <laughs> on Super Nintendo. Like, I'm you don't listening. see anything. There's, you, there's no boobs, there's no butts. Like, he's kind of lying down. Uh-huh. It's definitely a you know, playboy kind of pose. And I remember this happened when I was playing the game as a 13-year-old. I, you know, playing the Ice Palace, la, 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 la. Oh, here's this book. Oh, my God, there's a naked chick. What happened? And here, I knew at the time, as everyone knew, that Nintendo was crazy about censorship. Like, there was no way this was supposed to happen. And I'd seen it happen. And then my brain kind of snapped. Because I'm like, who do I tell? Who do I tell? How do I make sure I'm not hallucinating? How do I know I didn't accidentally drop acid as a (laughs) 13-year-old? So... I, I, this this secret is inside me for the longest time. I'm like, I can't tell my parents. Like, they go, hey mom and dad, there's a naked lady in my game. They're not, that's not gonna fly with them. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell my friends who like you know they play video games, but it's like the most they know is like Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario. Mm-hmm. So
3: mm-hmm. for then you become that weird girl who played the game with a naked
1: person in it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like okay, I, they, my friends know I'm weird, but even I'm not that weird. I'm not gonna like reveal how weird I am. So for years decades even i kept this secret to myself like and finally finding the on the internet answers like oh yeah there's this thing there's this naked lady in secret of mana like it's a very very rare secret you only see i've only seen it, like maybe once or twice the whole time i played the game mm-hmm. and uh so just getting that out there and realizing like, oh my god i didn't hallucinate this like that's kind of that's a very self gratifying moment for me like noting like i did not hallucinate i was this was real this is a thing i saw and seeing it also in the age of nintendo censorship like that was a that was an interesting that was one of my more interesting little like side tales about playing rpgs as a child just i'm, I'm sure i wasn't the only one who saw it and thought to myself oh god who do i tell this is festering inside me and thankfully the internet came around and saved people like myself so thank you yeah. internet
2: I was going to say pre-internet that had to be just it was a torture. fascinating moment of how did I find this? Did I get a weird bootleg copy of exactly. Secret of Mana? Like, exactly. Is this some weird hack? What's wrong with my game?
3: I, I mean, that's the that's what creepy posters are for. It's like, oh, yeah, there's this weird hack, and there was a naked lady in yeah. this game. I could and then, and that then Link started
2: talking to me and said, I I regret everything. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I regret that sounds like some creepy. Her, her name was stuff ben, right Drown.
2: Oh,
4: ben Drown. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> You've met a with a terrible story. Thing. Oh yeah. That yeah. and
1: the NES uh, the NES Godzilla cartridge creepypasta, that's actually mm-hmm. really well done.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nadia's looking at the picture and going, I sure hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. <laughs> it's the
1: origin of the pit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Oh, what <laughs> are the origins? There are many. Nadia. There <laughs> many origins.
3: Had a, I had a similar experience with the, the entire game. Um chameleon twist. Are you guys familiar with that?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm familiar twist. with
3: the yeah. I've, I remember the ads. Because I, I would describe it to people and they're like, that's not a game because it's you play as a chameleon and the the analog stick on the N64 is so like the thing in the middle of the controller moved your tongue uh, and you fought uh, ice creams and other desserts that were alive. And I'm like, oh. I would like explain it to people. I'm like, no, I played this game, but I played it at like daycare. So I was like, did I imagine that? Because I never owned it, but it was a real game and it got a sequel that wasn't as cute.
1: When I did uh, karate, there were sometimes birthday parties there, and uh, they had an N sixty four, and so they had Mario Party. Okay, you'd expect that, and the other game was Conquer's Bad Birthday. Oh God! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's got cartoons. a cute squirrel on the front. How could it be Kids a bad? Kids gotta kid?
1: learn about the great money. What's food an M sometime? rating?
2: No one knows about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Conquer Jesus.
0: And on that note, that is the end of this week's episode of Acts of the Blood God. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be heading into the post-show momentarily. Um, Elise, thanks so much for being on the show. Tell us one more time where we can find you and please promote some things.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I am Pithy Elise on Twitter and most other platforms. Uh, and then just check out Launcher.gg, the site I work for. We got lots of good stuff, uh, lots of breaking news. 2023 has already been a very big year for, for news, and mm-hmm. we're not even done with January. So uh, check
0: mm-hmm. us out. It's only going to get bigger, too. Yeah, go check yeah. out Launcher. Go check out Elise's excellent review of Fire Emblem Engage. Um, I have been your host, Kat Bailey. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Capbot. Nadia is at Nadia Oxford. Eric is at CMOOS. I we're on Patreon, Patreon.com slash Pod, where we can find all of our bonus content. The winter of Wick is coming up later this week, in which we'll be talking about John Wick 2. We already talked about John Wick 1, so go check out that episode as well. We'll be back next week, as always, to talk about the genre we love. But until then, for nani Eric, Elise, and myself, thanks for listening. Happy adventuring